Africa, you guys are tough. <laughs> Whoa, you have given me homework and taken me back to the drawing board, <laughs> taking me back to school. Nonetheless, Africa, I gotcha. So today is the 13th of May, 2020, and our greeting is Atam, Atam. If this is your first podcast, every day we have a greeting or a fact from one of the 3,000 plus communities in Africa. And before the podcast ends, we tell you where it's from. So today, our selection of stories is also around manufacturing, and they're from different corners of the continent. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and private sector in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. Okay, because you've asked for it, we've upped our content on Africa and next week our podcast format will change completely to factor in your input. So today I'll start by reading four different paragraphs and you'll have to try and figure out which countries these stories are from. And then after our global news, I will then tell you where they came from and how you can read them all for yourselves. By the way, I hope you're all keeping a thinking journal. This is a place to write and query your own personal roadmap. Okay, so let's get rolling. Here's our first story. And I'll start. The last time we checked, over 4 billion was the annual input bill for textile. Up until the early 1990s, there were over 180 textile mills in the country, employing directly over half a million people. It was the largest employer of labor after the public sector. So that's our first story within the manufacturing section, and you've got to think about which country it's from. So here's the second one. I'll read, the, I'll, I'll read out the paragraph. Sorry, and I'll, excuse me, I'll read the paragraph also. It took me four weeks to build it because this is a health emergency period, he said, adding, now I'm trying to go through the process of certification so that government or any private health facilities can use our locally built ventilator. Great, and now here's our second story. Nope, our third story. Some health experts have touted hydroxychloroquine as being effective and an effective immune modulator for patients suffering the virus disease, even though there is no consensus yet on its reliability of the drug and side effects. We hope to start manufacturing of HCQ in about two weeks. The hydroxychloroquine raw material will be arriving later this week, said the chief executive in an interview. And finally, our last story. There is a biscuit and flour manufacturing gap in the country, and this company is primarily dedicated to bridging this and making the products accessible to the local market, according to the general manager of the plant. So let's get to the news roundup from some of the hubs around the world, and we will come back to our African stories then. From headlines from BBC News at 2.43pm today.
This is your latest update from the BBC Newsroom. The Chancellor's verdict. The UK is likely to face a significant recession this year because of coronavirus. Recession is defined technically as two quarters of decline in GDP. Uh, we've seen one here with uh, you know, a, a, only a few days of impact from the virus. The latest figures show that economic output, that's all the goods and services produced in the UK, shrank by 2% over January, February and March. It's the quickest drop since the global financial crisis in 2008. In March, as the pandemic started to take hold and the lockdown was introduced, it went down by 6%. Some people travelling to work in England are worried they've not been able to stay far enough from others on public transport. From today, people who can't work from home have been asked by the government to go back to their office or workplace. Some staff on the London Underground have said that the Victoria Line was especially busy after trains were suspended for a while. And people in England are also able to take part in some sports again for the first time in nearly two months, including golf, tennis and open water swimming. China now and new restrictions have been put in place for the city of Jilin, where there's a fresh outbreak of the coronavirus. It's in the northeast, far away from the original outbreak city of Wuhan. Here's our reporter in Beijing, Stephen McDonald. Only those passing health checks can leave. A cluster with dozens of new domestically infected coronavirus cases has emerged there, and significant measures are being taken to try to stop it spreading. The local outbreak has been traced back to a cleaner working at a large police station. And millions of self-employed people can apply for grants to help them through the pandemic today. The UK government says the self-employed income support scheme will offer 80% of people's average monthly profit up to a maximum of £7,500 to cover March, April and May. It says the money will be paid out six days after someone applies. From Sky News at 4pm today. From Sky News Centre at 2, the Labour leaders challenge Boris Johnson over what he calls 10,000 unexplained care home deaths last month. Sakir Starmer says the number of people who died was 18,000 more than the April average, but only 8,000 are attributed to COVID-19. The Prime Minister says he's determined to stop the virus spreading. What we've seen is a concerted action plan to tackle what has unquestionably been uh, an appalling epidemic in care homes and uh, a huge exercise in testing is going on a further 600 million pounds i can announce today for infection control the chancellor's warning the uk faces a significant recession figures show the economy shrank by two percent in the first three months of the year the education secretary insists all teachers and pupils will be able to be tested for covid19 if they develop symptoms when they return to schools in england gavin williamson plans to start reopening classrooms next month a train union claims its members might stop services if they get too crowded people in england who can't work from home are being encouraged to go back from today with reports of packed buses and carriages this morning. In other news, Jerry Adams has had two convictions for trying to escape the May's prison in the 70s overturned. It wasn't signed off by the then Northern Ireland Secretary, so it was unlawful. He'd initially been held under the policy of internment, which in hundreds of suspected IRA involvements were detained without trial. The former Sinn Féin leader says it's a damaging verdict for the British government. They set aside due process. They brought in special coercive legislation and what the judgment does today is to set that clearly in that context and to say that it was unlawful. 
And Birmingham City Council's going to cut the grass in parks in wider-than-usual strips. It hopes it'll help people maintain social distancing. That's the latest. I'm Robin Montague. From CNBC Tech Check at 8.57pm yesterday. I'm Kate Rooney, and here is your CNBC Tech Check. President Donald Trump defended Tesla CEO Elon Musk's call to resume production at its Fremont, California plant. In a tweet, President Trump wrote, California should let Tesla and Elon Musk open the plant now. It can be done fast and safely. Musk has been pushing to resume its Fremont production that closed on March 23rd due to the pandemic. And shares of Grubhub skyrocketed as much as 25% after an initial Bloomberg report that Uber approached the company with a takeover offer. If Uber and Grubhub were to combine, it would bring together two of the largest food delivery companies and increase competition with DoorDash and Postmates. Uber declined to comment and Grubhub was not immediately available to comment. European Uber rival Bolt says it isn't laying off staff despite the impact of coronavirus. The ride-sharing company, like others, has been harshly hit by the lockdowns across Europe, with sales plummeting 75% in March. Uber's ride-hailing business suffered an 80% year-on-year drop in bookings in April, while Lyft experienced a 75% fall in rides that month. Both companies have taken deep cost-cutting measures. That's it from the West Coast. We'll see you back here tomorrow. From Bloomberg First Word at 1.21 p.m. today. There's a little chance that the House Democrats' new relief package will be turned into law. The $3 trillion proposal includes aid to state and local governments and more spending on unemployment benefits and food stamps. Senate Republicans are in no rush to begin negotiations, but passage in the House would give Democrats a marker to set down while they position themselves for the election. Investors are waiting to hear what Fed Chair Jerome Powell has to say about the prospect of mass bankruptcies and long-lasting unemployment. Powell speaks at 9 a.m. New York time and he's likely to call on Congress to provide additional relief funds. Powell may also gain signal, again signal that he's opposed to cutting the Fed's benchmark interest rates below zero. And the British economy has plunged into what may be its deepest recession in more than three centuries. GDP fell almost 6% in March when the lockdown was imposed. It was down 2% for the quarter and things are expected to get a lot worse this quarter. The Bank of England is forecasting a staggering 25% contraction. The judge in the case of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn is saying not so fast. The Justice Department wants to dismiss the case, but federal judge Emmett Sullivan wants to hear what outsiders think. He's accepting friend of the court briefs. Flynn had already pleaded guilty to lying to FBI agents. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and a quick take by Bloomberg, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Ritika Gupta. This is Bloomberg. From DW News Brief at 2 p.m. today. This is DW News and these are our top stories. Germany will ease border controls with neighboring countries starting this weekend in a further step towards relaxing its coronavirus lockdown measures. The country closed its borders to all but essential travel almost two months ago. In Turkey, children aged 14 and under are being allowed to leave their homes for a few hours today for the first time in more than a month. 
The country's elderly population is still subject to curfews. The U.S. government's top infectious diseases expert has warned that the U.S. could see a spike in COVID-19 deaths if authorities lift lockdowns too quickly. Anthony Fauci expressed his concerns while testifying before the U.S. Senate from his home. Facebook has agreed to pay out more than 50 million U.S. dollars to content moderators who develop mental health problems on the job. It follows a lawsuit by a former employee who says she developed PTSD after nine months of checking content. This is DW News from Berlin. You can follow us on Twitter at DW News or visit our website, DW.com. Okay, great. So thank you. We're done with the roundup of the world news. And Africa, I gotcha. This is the part you're all waiting for. So manufacturing. Today, our stories from Africa are around manufacturing. And the first story that I read out to you, the first paragraph, is a story of, on textiles, and it's from Nigeria. And it's titled, Who Made the Clothes You're Wearing? Sadly and unfortunately, Nigeria has not been a beneficiary of the outsourcing policies um, from major markets, despite the tailoring powerless of cities like Abba. Then the following story, the one on the locally made ventilator. Yes, that's from Liberia, Monrovia, where a local factory has designed and built a local ventilator using local inputs. Then the story, uh the following one is from Uganda, where President Yuweri Museveni, who has been a strong advocate of the drug, terming it as an effective solution to the COVID-19 challenge in several of its televised addresses to the nation, a position that has earned an endorsement from the Ugandan health professionals. And the final story on flour is about a biscuit plant that, which has actually broken ground in Debrecen from Ethiopia. It's about 145 kilometers away from the capital, and it's um, processing local flour. Uh, it was under construction for three years, built by Yusuf and Friends PLC. And the plant is expected to offer job opportunities of between 150 and 200 people. So today it was all about manufacturing. And as always, all the stories that I've just actually read some snippets off about them, the links are down on the podcast here. So you can be able to click and read the full story. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and the private sector in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. Okay, so it's that time, sorry, time to leave. Remember what our routine is? Stay home, stay safe, stay alive, proper and utmost hygiene Wash well, thoroughly, with soap, running water for 20 seconds. Sanitize, if you're not washing well, with a liquid, with an alcohol-based sanitizer. Social distancing has to continue. And your masks. I am so, so disappointed with the way people are wearing their masks. And I think also some of the designers have designed them very badly. And going forward, pay attention to what I'm about to say here. Going forward. You need to wear your face mask to match and equal how you wear your undergarments. Complete coverage.
Okay, so Atam, <laughs> Atam is from the Oromo. Where are they from? Nah, come on, guys. Do your homework. Come on, this is a partnership where we also want you to learn how to self-resource. So find out where the Oromos are from. So till tomorrow, it's Oriti, which is from the Lua language, and it means goodbye. Later.